0: he hey, I don't know, man, because it's kind of rough. I think I'd rather listen to these
1: dudes while I take a puff. Organic football. <laughs> I just think Mark's so handsome. All right, guys, welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. It's Thursday night football, and we have a, uh, well, it's kind of a swamp out there in North Carolina tonight, getting some heavy rains, and it's a 25-17 lead for the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth quarter here. Carolina putting together a bit of a drive, so a pretty good game we got going on. And good to see Teddy Bridgewater back in the game, Rich, if you saw that, man. He took a – looked like could have been a pretty rough injury, but he's grinded out. He's back out there.
2: Yeah, I watched my players pretty intently, and I watched that play pretty intently and was quite worried for the guy. He's my backup quarterback, and I call him old Mr. Reliable, Teddy B. So glad to see he's back in there right now. P.J. Walker did come on – was looking pretty good, actually, to be honest (laughs) with you. He he looked a little bit of fire for a minute there. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, But, yeah. Teddy B, back in the game, good to see that. Good game so far. A couple shitty teams, but been a good game.
0: Yeah, it seems like you get that when you have two shitty teams together. You just like you kind of forget like they're shitty teams because they're so on par with each other. You're like, oh, this is a really good game.
1: <laughs>
2: the division plays out, you know, yeah. when, when division games are usually good games.
0: Dude, I just want to see Atlanta go up by another touchdown and then lose it all. <laughs> like they do.
1: That's
0: yeah, what wanna, they
2: do. You want Atlanta do to do what Atlanta does. Is yeah. that what you're
0: saying? Choke yeah. again the seventh somehow. time this
1: season. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, guys, so let's uh, go ahead and hit our social media. Brad, you know, where can the fans find us these days, buddy? Fill everybody in, man.
0: Well, you can always go to our Instagram account, follow us there, find yeah. the funny shit that we say. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. can go to our podcast, actually listen to us. The real deal. That would be good. You know, you can go to Apple Pod, Spotify, iHeart. Where are the rest of them, Rich? Uh,
2: Pandora. Pandora. Stitcher.
0: Stitcher. I'm going to remember all these.
2: Oh, okay. I told you I'm going to put more. I haven't actually done it yet, but I'm going to put more.
0: (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast, we'll be there waiting for you guys.
2: We'll be there. Search us up on all your stuff, Organic Football Podcast. Search that up. We'll be on there. Click subscribe, too. We yeah. appreciate it.
1: Join the circle, like we said, man. I mean, we're in the meat and potatoes of the NFL season here. The weather's starting to cool off a little bit, so kick back with some uh, herbal supplements and you know enjoy your fantasy football and your football experience, man.
0: And if Organic sure. Football Podcast is kind of like too hard to remember for you guys... Just you can always search three cool guys that smoke a lot of weed and talk a lot of fantasy football and have a lot of good yeah. points. So if that's right easier up. for you to remember. Then you can just search us that way. But either yeah, way, Google. Hit. Yeah, either way, we, we come up on the top of both lists. So,
1: <laughs> good boy. <point. laughs> yeah. Before Before Rich, we get into these game recaps. I want to check in over there, man. It's been a couple weeks, so I'm wondering if you got any action on this game in the rain out here in carolina is there any over under uh we should know about anything like that it
2: is interesting that you asked that mark what, are, what are, what's our score currently uh
1: 25 17 is that right yes that is right so
2: we are sitting at
1: 42
2: points so yes i did have a play today i will tell you guys the over under was 51 and a half okay and i did take the under so I'm I'm looking for this game to just close out now. I apologize. I apologize, Mark. You're rooting for? <laughs> more points. Lots more. Touchdowns from running backs, I'm assuming, and I'm looking for no points. Let's get out of here.
1: How about a touchdown, a two-point conversion, tie it at 25, and take it to overtime?
2: That'll work. Oh, no, worst case scenario. <laughs> Absolute worst case scenario. Then I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> Oh, I, I will take twenty six twenty five right now. <laughs> oh no, they, they can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I got the math wrong. <laughs> I am not the math guy. That's that's Brad's area. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, so I, I do have a little play on the under tonight. Uh, just
1: just my normal little. Let's have some fun, play. Sweet. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's have some fun recapping these games. And Rich, I am going to send it to you first. And this is a big one in the NFC North. And I said recapping, but actually what we're doing is previewing this game. But, yeah, so the Vikings are traveling to Green Bay. And I was looking at the weather report. doesn't look like there's going to be any weather affecting this particular game. But it is in Green Bay. It'll be cold most likely. And these teams just know each other. You know, I I did notice on the Green Bay side, uh, Rich, with this trade deadline approaching, there's been some rumors of... Uh, maybe Green Bay going out and getting another weapon for Aaron Rodgers in the receiving game.
2: Oh, are you hearing those rumors? I heard a yes. couple of those. I heard a couple of those rumors myself. Mm. I heard, um, I heard a couple names today. I heard a few names being floated about for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, uh, I heard. I heard Will Fuller. I heard Amari Cooper. Those are the two names mm. I'm hearing. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, either of those weapons. That uh, I mean, man, would that just make? you know, Green Bay, all that much more unstoppable. I mean, No doubt. I, I think they were looking forward to getting Alan Lazard back. Um, it looks like he's getting close to being back off of the IR. Um, but if they could pick up one of those other dudes, I, I think they would probably, if it's the right price for them, I think they would do it because of what it would do to that team. I mean, how, how, what are you going to do? How are you going to defend that? When you've got mm-hmm. all the, that's like, that's weapons. I mean, that's, that's weapons everywhere. You got, I mean, they even talked about them getting Zach Ertz as well. So I, I've heard Ooh. some stuff, man. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So I don't know. What about the big bad Tanya? Tanyan. Oh. Well, that's Tanya? got to hurt his feelings. Tanya? Tanyan. Tanya. Uh, Actually,
1: there was a girl I went to high school with. Her name was Tanya Tanyan. So there you go. No way. Way, way—that's right?
2: <laughs> unreal. <Where'd> yeah. <laughs> that come from, uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, any of that's going to obviously affect Tunyon's value. I think. I think anything, even the the terms of them looking to go get it's kind of makes me a little little weary of what's going on with Robert Tunyon. Besides the production on the field the past couple of weeks, so uh, he's looking more to me like the Flash in the Pan type thing. But man, I mean, just the prospect of, I mean, I just picked up Amari Cooper in our league and mm-hmm. hearing, his, hearing his name might go to Green Bay. I was like, wow, that's like, that's above and beyond what I thought about, like what could happen by picking up Amari Cooper. I didn't really conceive of him being traded, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, I think a uh, best uh, case scenario, you thought a quarterback would be traded coming in and that would improve his value. Not that he would actually get traded out.
2: Yeah, and I said like even like worst case, I think Andy Dalton comes back in a week and Andy Dalton's like good enough to get him the ball at times because, you know, their their schedule does lighten up a little bit. I do like matchups after this week. You know, he has Darius Slay. Amari Cooper has Darius Slay this week. So I think that's, I mean, that's a tough matchup for sure. Um, but past that, I thought, you know, Amari Cooper for me was a by low candidate right out the gate. I, I liked him a lot um you know and then okay but we get back to you know Packers Vikings um just look out you know uh, Dalvin Cook's back i i thought it was interesting you know we just already talked about division games are always nice they always get after it so this is a division game so mm-hmm. I, I expect it i expect a nice tight game
1: yeah i'm wondering on the Vikings side man i mean if they come out and have another poor performance they're already sitting there at what are they 1 and 5 or 1 and 6 on the season they just have a terrible record they're in last place and, you know, if Kirk Cousins comes out and just bombs it, not bombs it, but if he just has a terrible game and, you know, if uh, Mike Zimmer, the, there's been some rumblings that Mike Zimmer could be on the hot seat if Minnesota doesn't turn this around and quick.
0: I mean, Minnesota is so talented offensively. It's kind of crazy to see them only with one win. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. Do I you mean, you think there's going to be some trades if they lose this game? Or you think they're just going to get rid of their head coach?
1: Well, I'm wondering if Cousins could get benched if he has another bad game or if Mike Zimmer, yeah, potentially they move on. I don't know, man. Seems like a long shot, but the, the, obviously their start is not what they're anticipating.
2: I think I think you're right, Mark, that with like a, a terrible record, you don't know mm. where this can go. Um, mm. There are reports that Zimmer could be on the hot seat. I thought it was interesting that Rodgers kind of came out and like back Zimmer, I was like, oh, that's crazy that you would be talking firing Mike Zimmer. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's weird. All right.
1: Yeah, I thought that was weird
2: too. Rogers comes out and backs up Mike Zimmer, but okay, all right. Weird <laughs> weird bedfellows there. I was like, that's strange. But uh,
0: maybe it was like a super deep secret agent, you know, like keep him in the division. He's a shitty mind coach. Mindfuckeries. Fucker. Mind yeah. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Sweet. Rogers looks like the mindfuckery guy.
2: Yeah, but it could go many ways, like you're saying. It could be that Zimmer goes, or let's say we, Zimmer's not going to be let go, but Zimmer's like, all right, you know who is going to get let go? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm tired of his shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, just it's a very many, very many of ways that could go. Even trade market, I've heard some rumors about Adam Thielen. I've also heard those discredited, but mm-hmm. I've I've heard some rumors about Adam Thielen to Cleveland, which yeah. would be wild. Yeah.
1: No doubt, man. All right, Brad, yeah. next game up on the list, and this is a good one. I would say this is the game of the week. And Pittsburgh out Baltimore, always a great game. Uh, you know, a possibility, I think, for some weather, but, you know, there, it's going to be outdoors there in Baltimore. Can the Steelers go in there and remain undefeated? And are you foreseeing a defensive type of struggle in this game with both the, when both these teams lock up?
0: Yeah, I definitely see this being more of a loaf scoring affair, I think the key component to this game is going to be Lamar Jackson and how he performs, because I think Pittsburgh, I mean, they've shut down much better backfields than this. So to me, that backfield's not even going to get going, unless Lamar Jackson gets going. So if he can, you know, be in the passing pocket, break it down, realize they're all dropping, and then escape and run, I think how he escapes and finds room to operate will be the difference maker in Baltimore winning. If he can't find room and can't get people open, they don't stand a chance.
2: When it comes to the run game of the Ravens, though, I am interested to see. It's looking more and more like Mark Ingram won't play this week, so right. um, I am interested to see what happens when it's just two. Gus Edwards will get his share, and J.K. Dobbins will get his share, and you know, let's see what that looks like. Let's. I'm I'm excited to actually get some tape on just those two. As a two headed monster, as opposed to three, and see what we got on the other end of that. Because I think J.K. Dobbins is is the best back there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, though. This could be tough tape to watch. With, yeah, with it's just about right. to say it's tough tape, man. Like. <laughs> to, to, to really gauge what a running back does against this defense is very tough. But if one of them can go out there and put some nice tape on there, especially J.K. Dobbins, maybe we start seeing a nice lean towards him at least being the bulk share after this week.
1: Yeah, This and you always think of these two teams as great defenses and just a great matchup, a great rivalry, I should say. But uh, I do remember some games in their recent history where you're thinking it might be a defensive struggle and all of a sudden the offenses go out and light it up. I think they had a game or two like that uh, last year. So it will be interesting to see.
2: I kind of had a gut feeling like this game might open up like i mean these both these teams okay so we're all focused on the defenses right but are not aren't these both these offenses pretty killer too they're they're pretty killer offenses so we're not we're let's let's not undervalue what these offenses do too i mean these these are great defenses I, I did see in the in the headlines uh ravens players say they quote want to show that they are the better defense so, that is, that is one one little bulletin board materials up there. Why do people
0: keep giving the Steelers bulletin board shit? Like, it fucking hurts me. Like, they're going to come in and pound them.
2: Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, this
0: Steeler team, like, it's it's a rarity, like, that I've seen a team take so much pride in playing defense. Like, they just want to hit you, man. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Speaking of getting hit, Todd Gurley just got rocked for a four-yard loss in the backfield. <laughs> yeah,
2: Carolina defense, man, they're underrated. And actually, Atlanta's defense, like I've been telling you guys, these teams, they're 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 both their defenses are underrated now because they're they're playing better.
1: And a quick note on this game: I saw Calvin Ridley limp off earlier with an ankle. Haven't seen him back and they were just looking at Julio Jones on the sideline too.
2: Yeah, a little little bit of dinged upness and it's been a physical game. I think it's been a really physical game out there.
1: And the turf is wet and yeah, there's been a lot of little injuries, guys getting dinged up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you know, Mike Davis and Todd and Todd Gurley are on the injury report next week. No, sorry to After say. A game no. game. After a game, well, I,
0: 10 days, though, but, yeah. I wonder if the weather yeah. kept Christian out, not necessarily his progress, but they're like, Yeah, we're not putting you oh, out on that turf.
2: That makes sense.
0: That makes a lot of you're sense. You're like, Well, we were thinking uh, about it, but not with that. No way. You're going to just blow that shit out again.
1: Yeah, why bring McCaffrey back on a wet field? I see what you're saying. Yeah.
2: It did seem like it was trending towards McCaffrey playing tonight.
0: Yeah, he did that whole, like, uh, what do you call that? Douchey little coming out with the red red uh practice jersey on and he took it off and he's like I'm back I'm like come on Christian I like you but that's douchey
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I thought that was pretty cheesy man that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh so who do you guys uh going back to that Pittsburgh Baltimore game, who do you guys think you know comes out on top? You think Pittsburgh stays undefeated? I'm gonna take the Ravens to get the victory here uh twenty one to twenty.
2: That's tough. I don't know who you got, Brad. <laughs>
0: I wasn't listening. What did you say?
2: He, he said Steelers. No, I'm I said Ravens. Steelers. I yeah.
0: said, I'm oh, Steelers, said Ravens. I'm saying Steelers, 27-24.
2: My my brain must have just been thinking Steelers already. Yeah, I, I, I I got okay. 24, 23. Okay. 24-23, Steelers.
1: All right. All right. All of us are predicting it to be pretty tight. Next game up there, guys, is the Saints going into the Windy City to play the Bears. And, you know, I'm personally looking for the Bears' defense to stand tall in this game. You know, and I'm just wondering, Road Drew Brees, we've talked about it before. He just, the road home split for him is is pretty pronounced. And he's got a shortage of wide receivers once again. So is this going to be the Alvin Kamara show? Rich, uh, I think what
2: we'll see here, um, yes, is a, a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I do think we're trending towards Michael Thomas being back this week. So um, I, I think that might be able to like kind of help neutralize Road Breeze and give him that jolt that he needs in the passing game um, if he's out there. If he's not, then, yeah, we're down Emmanuel Sanders too. Unfortunate for him, man. He got COVID. Um, and he's like reporting that, like he just doesn't feel right. Like he's mm-hmm. he's saying he feels like really negative effects right now. So, like he might be out for a long time. It's kind of kind of the reports or what we're what we're kind of seeing there. There was that other uh, running back in Jacksonville who had the same thing. He was just like he could not like recover properly. So, um, unfortunate news for Emmanuel Sanders, obviously. But um, yeah, so the passing attack. If Michael Thomas is there, I think we'll I think we'll start to see a dose of him real quick. Make him happy. Let's get out there, give him the ball, you know, let Drew Brees settle in with his receiver. So we'll see him. We'll see Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think that's what Chicago's defense will allow. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, You know, with all that pressure, you're going to have to release Alvin Kamara like you like to do anyway. But um, I think that's what's going to be available in the game. Um, And even getting that against them is going to be, it's going to be tough to be effective. I mean, Sean, Sean Payton's going to have to scheme it up just right for this game because I, I have a lot of respect for Bears defense.
0: Yeah, I think the Bears defense is going to come and play. Everyone knows Drew Brees. He doesn't do well on the road, even though I do think he'll play well because I feel like even though <clears throat> Drew Brees is kind of like aging, he knows his arm and he knows his body and he, he doesn't kind of try and do throws he can't do. So that's why you see him dink and dunk so much. So with Thomas being back and Kamara bouncing out of the out, uh the backfield, I actually think that it will be a really close game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears squeaked it out, but I can see it going both ways. I think it will be a really close game no matter what.
1: Yeah, funny thing about Breeze. I remember before the season started with all the COVID protocols or something, somebody asked him about, hey, you know your habit of licking your hands in between every throw or in between every snap? You know, are you going to try to – avoid that this he seems like oh yeah definitely i mean i gotta stop doing that i mean it's a safety thing and now every time i watch him he's just sitting there licking his hands every time. Yeah, he,
2: doesn't, he doesn't care
1: no he just doesn't i mean it's habit <laughs> old habits die hard man i don't know God. He's been successful with it for what 15 years or something so
2: yeah he's like <laughs> i can't do this
1: i have to
2: <laughs> i have to do it this way i can't even throw that way uh Quickly on the on the Bears side, um, Allen Robinson concussion protocol this week, mm. um, so and he wasn't in practice today, so it's not looking good. Like he'll be there this week, probably will be out this week. So if you need if you needed a spot start, I would say that the Saints are very good against the run um, and not so great against the pass. So I mean they're kind of that uh, like filter defense, so they're filtering out to the to the wide receivers and. Honestly, I would I would think that uh, you know if, if you got Anthony Miller or the rookie yep. um, Mooney, I think Mooney hmm. might be a good play this week right you now. Honestly, if you need like a spot start guy, like and you just need that upside, he might have it. Yeah,
1: Foles yeah. has been looking for that guy quite a bit.
2: Yes, yeah, I've been noticing that. Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right, Brad, I'm sending it over to you on this next game and. This one, for sure, looks like it's going to have some weather. I mentioned some weather possibilities in the first two games, and those are more of a slight chance. This looks like it's going to pour or possibly snow in Buffalo, but these teams are used to it. It's the Patriots at the Bills. But, you know, I just feel like the Patriots are in a little bit of disarray right now. It looks like Julian Edelman is injured as well now. So, I mean, are you expecting New England to get back on track in this game, or is is Josh Allen going to be able to dominate?
0: I mean, there's a part of me that says right now the Patriots are in total disarray. Cam Newton looks like he might get benched for a better quarterback, which is crazy to say because we we're so hyped up that he was going there and thought that they were going to win a Super Bowl because of it. But they just well, look and like, it
1: started off really well.
0: Yeah. And le- lately, I don't know what Cam's deal is, but he's just, he can't throw the ball. He's making bad decisions. And I mean, I don't know if it's line play or what but I mean they You know what, on you know paper, what happened? What?
2: You know what happened earlier in the season? They played Seattle and they made Cam look great. Like that defense made him look great. Mm-hmm. And then literally since then it's just been a downturn spiral. That's for the- <laughs> I got to use the proper term for this yeah. because it's been a downturn spiral since yeah. then. He can't um, get
1: out of it cuz it keeps turning down.
2: It's it's downward. It's turning. You know, you better, you're like sick to your stomach on this ride, man. Uh.
0: So this is my whole thinking: is with the Bills starting to play better. Well, they they didn't play well last week, but usually with good teams, when they have a bad week, they like to you know bounce back and kind of show who they are. So at least on the offensive side, I see Josh Allen playing a lot better. So on paper, you think the Bills are going to win because they're the better team. But then there's Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, and I can never truly count him out because he knows these teams so well. So he could have just, you know, he could have game plans from years ago ready for this, you know. I don't even know. So, it's funny
2: because – oh, go ahead, finish.
0: Well, that was it. I was kind of just dragging out <laughs> by saying so <laughs>
1: –
0: <laughs> hoping one of you guys would interject, and you did, and then he took it away from me.
2: I got you. All right. Anyway, I had I had different notes on this game. All right. So like, it, it, okay. So a little couple things that you guys said clicked with me. First of all, thank you, Mark, for checking the weather. I like mm-hmm. that you're the I like that you're the weather man because that kind of like helps me out. That's that's a cool thing. I like that you're telling me that because okay. First of all, weather like that usually tells me. You're going to run the ball. I think, I think teams do like to focus and say, okay, we're mostly going to focus in on what our run game can do. And to be honest with you, between these two teams, the team that can run the ball is the Patriots. Uh, the Buffalo Bills don't really run the ball. We were talking about that off air, I think. But um, the, the Bills don't really run the ball. They just picked up that third down, huh?
0: Yes, they did. Dude, they are two Man. people trailing him. Look at him. He squats down like, okay. I'm just going to take a shit real quick. I'm 54. I can catch him. <laughs> what the fuck was that, dude? He, yeah, that guy man. is... Robbie Anderson is so much faster than you. You need to turn your you hips are? and... Oh, sorry. But you need to turn your hips and start running from the get-go. Like, I don't know what that was.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was...
0: That was I'm going to sit good. on it. And then he's like, oh shit, he ran right by me.
2: He squatted right on down. Yeah, yeah right do you before. see that? What? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Can't even get to the tackle. It was so late. Look at that. I'm sitting. Oh, God. He passed me.
2: Oh, boy. Better try to do something else now. He got back to that play. He could have made a play on that. And then he's like a goofy play. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, anyway, Pats and Bills. Also, I was going to say, these are some bad defenses, actually. You know, like in your mind, you think of Bills and Patriots like they're good defenses. I think mm-hmm. they're kind of sneaky bad defenses right now. I don't think Stephen Gilmore's really got his head in the game. Um, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about he might be moved. I actually heard a lot about like Patriots could, Patriots are basically opening the market. Anybody, anybody could be had. Anybody, anybody. Oh. which kind of got me thinking about Cam Newton, if he's available would the Cowboys go get Cam Newton?
1: Mm-hmm. That
2: was another thing I was thinking about.
1: Well, you know that Belichick loves the stockpile draft picks. So if he's evaluated this team and this roster and said, yep, I'm yeah, yeah. open the floodgates, it's a fire sale, <laughs> then look out, man, because when he's ready to just cut ties, he'll just move people, and then yeah, there could be a flurry before the deadline here. Pick up a million picks and then go get Trevor Lawrence. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> cool he doesn't enough. want to
2: play for the Jets.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Well, who would? Yeah.
2: So here, here's your here's your pick, Jets. Here's some picks, Jets. Take them. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take Trevor Lawrence
0: and see you guys later. Classic, Bill. <laughs> Strong arm in the Jets. Classic.
1: <laughs> love it. I love the move. All right, guys. Uh, yep. Next game up, Rich. I'll send this one your way. The winless New York Jets, zero and seven. Will they get to zero eight when they? Visit the defending Super Bowl champs in Kansas City. I'd say the chances are pretty good, but you never know. But uh, the Chiefs, man, I mean, they're looking good on every level. They can win uh, They can win a game in a variety of different ways, and the Jets keep finding ways to lose games. So what are you seeing on this one, buddy?
2: What am I seeing? Um, I had just like two little notes for you guys. Uh, the one thing I, was, I thought this would be a quick hitter. Uh, but, yes, I, I think the Jets will win. <laughs> That's right. I think the Jets are going to win the game. That's right. Yeah.
1: Oh wait. Say that one <laughs> more time. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Hold on. Was it? Uh, no. There was a sketch out. Okay. No. I'm <laughs> really high right now. I don't think I <laughs> just said that.
2: No, I'm the one who's high. That'd be that'd be like, man. How high are you, man? Okay. No. The J, The Chiefs will win this game. Uh, I just found it interesting. It will be Le'Veon Bell. Uh, up against the Jets. So I would I would I would say he's kinda like a flex option in my opinion this week because I think he's gonna be given that opportunity to get a touchdown. Let's put it that way. If they're if they're on the three this this week, I think they're gonna give it to Le'Veon Bell. I'm kind of expecting that as a as a Clyde Edwards E owner mm-hmm. um uh pff, a guy who rosters him whatever. Jesus the Christ dash. I, gotta, I gotta get that straightened out man what the fuck <laughs> I roster these guys. That's what I do. Anyway,
1: uh <laughs> old habits die hard, man.
2: I uh, know <laughs> <understand> man. That? <laughs> but no, uh so I expect him to try to get Le'Veon Bell a, a touchdown. So he he he's, he could be valuable as as a flex option this week. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. nice. Um oh that's the other note I had. So Bell and what do you guys think the line is on this game?
1: Oh Chiefs plus
0: minus. I'm sorry,
1: Chiefs minus 14?
0: <laughs> minus 11 and a half. <laughs> 20. Whoa, that's a big number. That might be the and biggest I line
1: i An NFL big, game in a long time. Biggest line, biggest line ever in
2: an NFL game is 26 under. Wow, 26 under.
1: Wow. Is this Atlanta's in victory formation, and they're going to get the win here after Where's that last win? kneel down. 25-17
2: cha oh, I'm ching! I almost bet the freaking Falcons tonight too. Falcons, Falcons. were uh, Falcons. <laughs> they, they were <laughs> they were. I think they were plus one and a half in this game. They were the underdog. I almost took that. Should have taken that. All right, I'm happy with my over there, or my under. Sweet. You uh, know what? You know what played into that, Mark? The weather.
1: Mm. The yeah. weather
2: played into that. I said, you know what? It's good. It was supposed to be nasty. And it was like in the first half, there was no weather. I was like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering too. And the, I thought there was going to be rain too. I was like, where did the rain go? And then and I came. of came course-
2: there was no rain, no nothing, and they were up and down the field. I'm like, oh, man, this has got to slow down, man. What's going on? <laughs> and then just, oof, that second half, nothing. Those, are, That's the thing, too. I, I felt like these teams are, like, clamped down now in the second half. Just, I'm seeing different things out of these teams. I, I wonder if other people are seeing that just yet. But these are different teams than we were seeing the first three, four weeks. And Brad and I were talking about that today, about how, like, Don't get just so set in your opinions on teams and values and all that stuff because it shifts as we go through the season four weeks at a time. Like, there's little shifts.
1: All right, guys. Uh, The game that's next up, Brad, I'm sure you want to talk about this one. The Niners are traveling up to the Pacific Northwest to Seattle. And, I mean – My question is, you know, is where Tyler Lockett has a big game, then DK has a big game, and it kind of alternates. And also, what have you heard on Carlos Hyde? Is he going to be the main ball carrier in Seattle this weekend, man?
0: Uh, Yeah, I know Hyde, he he came up with some questionable issues, so we'll kind of see how that goes. I think it's kind of more leaning towards he's going to play. But knowing Russ and DK and having them over in my house so many times, I will tell you after (laughs) – taking that overtime loss to Arizona. No. Let me tell you, it, they were up all night. They did not sleep well. Uh-huh. You can tell that it bothered them. And then what do you know? First thing Monday morning, they went right back to work. So I do think that they're going to come well-prepared and they're going to come ready to kick the dog. So fortunately, San Francisco, you're going to get Seattle's best effort on offense, but their defense uh-huh. sucks. So – I do think Jimmy G and the 49ers can run the ball like they always do and Kittle and use those offensive weapons with Iuke and, I don't know, I don't think uh, Samuel's playing, is he? Rich, Samuel you,
2: Samuel, no, he's, he's going to be out. He's going to hammy. He's out this week and likely next week too. And then probably back the, the following week after that. It, it, things like that, it's like you you actually, if if you roster the guy, you kind of hope like with a hammy, like just let it, be all the way done with mm-hmm. all the way dealt with and get him back out there. Cause like, to me, I was telling Brad, I, I think of Debo Samuel, like he's a top 15 wide receiver when he's healthy and out there and what they do with him, how much they get the ball in his hands. Like he's going to average basically almost five carries like, five carry type things a game where they're going to get the ball in his hands easy. Mm. And he's a beast. He's a big guy out there. Uh. Oh, Brad, didn't you tell me that uh, the DK, like, you made him his breakfast? And he was like, no. And he just, like, kind of, like, threw it at you. And he was, like, <laughs> mad. Like, yeah. you told me he was he was disgruntled. Like, you're like, fuck. Well, dude. I thought it was because like, it was over easy. you never seen him like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I thought it was because it was yeah. over easy. And I was trying to, you know, spice it up, make him feel better. But, no, he yeah. didn't want any eggs that day. This yeah. <laughs>
1: Well He's he chased down Buddha, he put in that Herculean effort to catch I tried Buda to tell Baker about and,
0: that trying to bring him up he said that's not what it's about
1: like, <laughs> It's wow. about the W man. yeah, they hey. lost the end of the game, so he can take he can't take any pride in that
0: play. I don't think Rust has said one word since that loss oh. so.
2: <laughs> i I had a note for this game as a as a cardinals fan. I said, well uh, maybe i I guess I hope they tie, right. Yeah. That would Fuck help. Because I was thinking, can they both lose? And I was like, they can't both lose, but they could tie. <laughs> hey man, the Falcons the Falcons did the same thing last year, by the way. They the Falcons they sucked the first half of the year. And then they they were really good the back half of the year last year. Now this year they did also change their coach. Last year they stuck behind Dan Quinn. This year they've gone to Raheem Morris and who knows, maybe it's working out. they I mean they're two and one with Raheem Morris at the helm. So I mean are they on their way up? This might be those types of teams that and they're not blown necessarily three games. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't blow those games and you just go win those games, you're in the thick of it right now in the yeah. playoff hunt, and you're you're a much better team than you've put on tape before. And like I've said, the defense is performing a lot better. So I think Atlanta's kind of like looking pretty nice right now, to be honest with you. At two and six, it's unbelievable, but back half of the season, they should be a good team.
1: Awesome, man. Uh, real quick on that San Francisco Seattle game, Rich, do we get any clarity with that San Fran running back situation, man?
2: Uh, not really. You got to keep checking in on it. I, I mean, Jarek McKinnon will be there for sure. J. michael Hay- Ja michael hasty the 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 I think he's a rookie guy. he looked pretty nice. he will be out there for sure. and so I think Tevin Coleman is kind of teetering back and forth between a fifth play and if he plays, then it's like all off for me. like I wouldn't start any of the three of them because you're you're throwing a dart and this is I think it's a full hot hand approach in in San Francisco. so that's that's tough to gauge when there's three capable guys in there and the offense is designed to get running backs free. I mean, it's, it's all designed and worked around that running game. So uh, tough to say. They
0: they use as running backs too.
2: It's all, it's all basically running. And then just a little bit of action off that running to get to what they do in the passing game, Um, which is, I mean, it's, it's worked out fantastic for Kyle Shanahan and his offense and, and they, they perform it very well. I mean, when they're, when they're clicking with that offense, it's, it's very difficult to stop anything they want that they want to do with it. Um, but it is just like, you you don't know it's a dart throw in the run game. And, you know, I mean, I could tell you, I, I might have a lean towards Jerick McKinnon this weekend, just because I think they were kind of holding him back to make sure he is fully back and healthy. And I think he's ready to, to like take on a little more of the of the load, but who knows? It could be hasty. Hasty looked really good in the last yeah. game. So it's like really tough, man. These is one of those backfields I would
1: not want to be a part of. Right on, guys. Well, we got two games left uh to talk about here before we get to intermission and some one hitters. And then of course we got our Acapulco Gold Picks on the back end there. So Let's take it to Monday Night Football, Rich, and this is a game. I'm wondering, you know, do you think that Brady and the Bucks are just going to light it up and put on that primetime show and let the whole world know they've arrived on Monday Night Football? They're at the New York Giants.
2: I think Tom Brady's going to, you know, come in with a little chip on his shoulder. Yeah, uh, Mo- Monday night against the Giants. I the think one he,
1: team that's beat him in the Super Bowl twice? Oh, yeah. I guess the Eagles beat him too. My
2: bad. I think I think that sticks in his craw though. Um mm-hmm. so when he sees those Giants against him, that's that's all running through his mental capacities for the yep. game. I think he'll be on point. I think the defense on the other side of the ball will really be on point. Um, I, we did get a report this morning that they're having an offensive line COVID outbreak type situation. They had a COVID guy and sent their other four guys home.
1: Um,
2: and the timeline on that doesn't look good. So they may end up actually like last week, the timeline worked out for the Raiders with this situation. But I think mm-hmm. they're a day behind that here if I do my math right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm behind on the math, right? Wait, are you
1: <laughs> predicting some Tuesday night football for us next week, bro?
2: No, I, I don't think so. Honestly, what, I, what I'm what i predicting is, well, maybe I guess that Tuesday night would bump it and then they could have their players. <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that. But if that's going to happen, then at least we would get a report um, – Because what they would do, again, is like how they shifted the Cardinals game. They'd put some other game in that Monday night slot so that they have the Monday night slot filled and then put the other game on Tuesday, put this game on Tuesday. But um, regardless of that, I think it plays into the defense's hands uh for the regular offensive line to not just be in there and practice all week as as bad as their offensive line has already been. Like I mean mm-hmm. the New York Giants offensive line has not gelled, has not looked good. So no. Not <laughs> um, at all. Yeah. So I expect my Bucks defense to put uh, Tom Brady in some very good situations and the Bucks to jack stomp.
0: I
1: Brad, when you're looking at Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, who would you prefer going forward? or Who do you get the feeling is going to be the guy when it's all
0: said and done? Who do I like more? Mm -hmm. I like Ronald Jones. Okay. But, no, I actually (laughs) – no, to be all serious, uh, I don't think I like any of them better. I think I like them both the same. I like them for different reasons, and I think it's a nice two-headed monster. So, unfortunately – uh, the Zach and our league owns both, it's kind of hard to pick one or the other who to start. So, I would lean towards Ronald Jones because I feel like he uses a lot more in the passing game. So, but I mean, I, I feel like this week you could start both of them. So,
1: mm. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, do you know the
1: weather there, Mark? Isn't it in New York? Yeah, I did not uh, see that there was any weather in the forecast there.
0: Okay. Um, no weather? Yeah, I mean,
1: no weather at all.
0: It's going to be crazy. They're,
1: they're playing in a vacuum in space. That is a
2: mind-blowing concept, yes. They're
1: playing in a vacuum in space.
2: Perfect. No weather. Gotcha. Philip Rivers is uh, like that play. <laughs> I love throwing moon balls. Let's go. Dude,
1: those ducks would just keep full. Going in outer space, man, it never stop. Catching just
2: gone, man. We could throw for like 100 yards, it'd be great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My arm feels great, oh, it's crazy. Woo. Liquidy.
2: <laughs> uh, what, what, what else? Oh, you guys are talking the running back situation. Mm-hmm. I did want to say, man, like. I don't know. Heading into last weekend, I was like, okay, cool. Like, At least mm-hmm. we see it. It's, it's Ronald Jones' show mostly. Yep. And then last that's week, That's what was I was like feeling, a, man. Yep.
0: That was a
2: full even split last week. And I just think we're going to see that. That's what we're going to see now is a full even split.
0: I think fantasy-wise, that's awful news. But from a Bucks standpoint, trying to win games, why would oh, you not Christ. do that? It's beautiful. Like, keep, keep everyone healthy, fresh, boys. right? Pound mm-hmm. them with Fournette and then a little – it's like a little uh, lightning and thunder, man.
2: Well, that's the thing. I think that's why we're seeing them like take on like even Antonio Brown. They want to have depth. They're not. They're afraid of not having depth. They want mm-hmm. to continue to always have weapons around Tom Brady. That's why Antonio Brown's there. These guys have getting gotten dinged up. So when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, all right. of them have had injuries this year. Godwin's missing another game now. Yeah, this game he won't he won't play. So that's why they go get Antonio Brown. They say, okay, this is insurance. Like we need insurance. We need to start stacking. We need to never have a drop off of the skill around Tom Brady, because that's what's so effective right now. He's got weapons everywhere. Um, I did have that's the one thing I did have. Scotty Miller, I think um, because Chris Godwin is sitting, he might be a nice spot start for somebody this week uh, on Monday night. I think that's that's pretty nice.
1: All right, uh then the last one here, Brad, Sunday night football. They we got the Cowboys and the Eagles and believe it or not, this is a battle for first place. Uh as far as I could tell. Do you expect Philly to just stomp? Is Dallas going into the game with their third string quarterback? And I mean, if Dallas can't get the job done, they're coming out of this game two and six.
0: Yeah, I mean Philly's been just playing a lot better. Uh, I, I feel like, I don't know if I read the report right, but it looks like they're getting about five guys back with, uh, what's it, Rieger? What's his Rieger, name? Yeah. Rieger, yeah. Dan Rieger, yeah. So I feel like they're getting more weapons back. They're starting to trend to the up uphill where Dalton looks like he's out. He's, not, he's only allowed to uh, come to team meetings just virtually. He's not allowed to do much with his head all messed up still. So, I mean, I can't imagine a third-string quarterback coming in I'm kind of shocked they didn't go out and get someone at this point. I mean, you'd lose a quarterback, you kind of want to get a quarterback. Now you lost two quarterbacks, and you're like, "Nah, we'll wait for the second quarterback to come back. So that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. But unless, like, Zeke, I, unless Zeke can just take the ball and run with it and take time control and keep Wentz off the field, because I feel like Wentz is just playing out of his mind with how many injuries there were, I can't see Dallas winning this game. So... I feel like it would be a true, true long shot for Dallas to even compete.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the contrarian here. Um, oh, contrary! I watched the tape. Oh, contrary! Rich here says. I am. Uh, I watched the tape, and I saw the look. I saw the look in Danucci's eyes. I yeah. saw it. I saw <laughs> it, man. I, I think he's, I think he's got something, man. I think he's got something. And he had the gall. He had the gall when he first got out there. He just zung one to freaking Amari Cooper of all people. I watched the tape on this, and there he is. He gave him a beautiful ball, man. He he sailed that thing right in there. It was nice. Like 25 yards, nice through the air, beautiful spiral. So I think the Cowboys are gonna play well in this game. I don't think they're gonna win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But I think they'll play well in this game. Danucci, where does this guy come from? North Jersey with a name like Danucci? Danucci, Danucci. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think I think Danucci, Like you said, man, I think Danucci's got something for him. And Philly, like Is they're there like
0: good. a fancy handbag. <laughs> uh,
2: Gucci,
1: you're the one in the closet Gucci, full of Danucci. shoes, Brad. You tell me.
2: Yeah, pull out no, a shoe Gucci. Actually, <laughs> I tell you that. Are they are they Denucci's?
0: There's a couple of the Denuchi's, yes.
2: Oh, beautiful shoe!
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: it's real okay, quick on the Cowboys. Oh, uh, that's definitely a Danucci. Beautiful, fancy. Watch him! Watch this guy this weekend. I'm telling you, man, he, he's gonna he's gonna make some throws. I'm, I'm probably gonna sit Amari Cooper. Um, depending on, I have Deontay Johnson as an option. I think I'm gonna go that route. I like his cornerback matchup a little bit better because Mari Cooper, I mentioned, has that Darius Slay matchup, and that's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I did. I mean, especially with the third string quarterback, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the test pilot on his, on his first run. You know, I, I think he might have a good game. But you know, you, you don't like. I, I don't like to put it out there for that situation. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till Andy Dalton's back and then get a, get Amari Cooper rolling out there. Oh, or that's where I was leaning. Uh, we talked about Cam as an option. The other guy I didn't think of. I saw a little report. What about Jameis Winston there? Ooh, Ooh crab I didn't legs, baby. Think of baby. that
1: one. Yeah. Well, you know, Jameis can produce an offense when he's got receiver weapons around him. But
0: that's okay. interesting
2: can produce for both teams, but he'll produce for your team too, man. He
0: will produce. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's pretty I much would guaranteed love, to throw the ball and someone's going to catch it.
2: I would love to have Jameis there, man. As someone who rosters Amari Cooper now, if Jameis went there, I would be, like, super stoked. And, like, the sky's the limit with that, in my opinion, because Jameis can chuck it, man. He's going to throw some dangerous balls, but also he's going to throw some ones where it's like, oh, that's a 75-yard touchdown. It's done. You, over. <laughs> I just, Maybe, if, uh,
0: if the Cowboys suck, and, like, I just can't imagine.
2: They're the that, but they're in the division.
0: No, I know, but, like, it, not going to get a quarterback if they suck this week with a quarterback play. Like, it would be mind-blowing oh, yeah. to me that they're just, like, thrown in the towel when they were technically, like, almost tied for first.
2: I actually... I actually think that's what's rough for them is that if they had just had Andy Dalton out there and just let him be and seen that he was just like, I think he's just his mediocre self. Like he can, he can make some stuff happen. And and as they like get through like a quicker offense, I felt like he was like getting into a rhythm, but. I don't think he's there like a long-term answer. I, I think it would have like pushed them already to where they're like, okay, no, what if we did something like this? What if we did investigate getting a cam or this? So maybe they're like held back by it now because they're like, well, we don't even know what we're getting out of Dalton. Uh, oh, real quick though. I did want to mention on the air about my reversal of the thoughts about how I was getting those reports about how the trade deadline in the NFL, we would see most of that action by today. Yeah, I, I thought about that, and I said to myself, well, wait a second, they play another game this Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: why why wouldn't you as a general manager after see this Sunday? one
1: week, more week, yeah.
2: See one more week, even if it yeah. does mean you have to wait that extra week to get the guy. If you have a glaring weakness, you go and mm-hmm. fix it. Like that's kind of just what it is.
1: And that's what's crazy about the Dallas situation is because in a normal year, if they're coming out of this week 2-6 and six and they're just completely out of it – then Jerry Jones might be more inclined to be a seller. But because this division is so bad, even if Dallas loses and goes to 2-6, and six, they're still right in the thick of it.
0: <laughs> they're wouldn't still you, in it, yeah. I know. And wouldn't you have it done before they played Philly? Like, this is a very important game. Like, I would have had it done a week ago, got him in, had him ready, and, like, let well, him, so let's go. It,
2: it, it caught him off guard. off guard. It caught him off guard. They wanted to see Andy Dalton.
1: Maybe all the other owners in the league just don't like Jerry Jones and they're just kind of laughing and like, go ahead, run your third stringer out there. I'm not interested in any trades, Jerry.
0: Dude, minute after that hit, I would have been, if I was Jerry, I would have been on the phone with every fucking GM. Been like (laughs) investigating like, all right, who do you got? What would it take? I would have written every single one down. And before I went (laughs) to bed that night, I would have analyzed and had three possible candidates. And then by morning, I would have fucking got
2: You're a better GM than Jerry. You're a better GM Well, than
0: maybe Jerry. Jerry did try calling, but all the
1: other GMs were like, uh, told their secretary, tell him I'm not in today. So
0: that could to be you. it. <laughs> he didn't invite me on his yacht. Fuck off, Jerry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. Well, that's about the halfway point for us, so we're going to go ahead and kick on back and relax you know we been talking a lot of fantasy it's week eight coming up here so i guess we're technically already caca- started week eight caca- and brad i mean you give out the caca remind the listeners again you know why that is our signal for when it's time to circle up and smoke one bro
0: well it's very simple Sorry. back in college i was smoking pot with all my friends and we'd be at large parties. <laughs> and we didn't want everyone to smoke because then no one could smoke. Everyone just got one You don't one want hit.
1: them scavenger smokers, man. Yeah,
0: you just get one hit and that's it. So basically, I came up with this plan to say "kakaka, kaka. At parties. <laughs> and that would alert all my friends that I was going out back to smoke. So wrap it up and meet me out back if you want to smoke. And uh, uh, yeah. it worked. Uh
1: You just pass the blunt around what is a decent-sized circle, not one of these huge circles that's getting out of control.
0: Yeah, not like the circle we're trying to form with our organic football podcast. No. See, now it's different. (laughs) Now we're, you know, older, more mature, and we welcome the big circle. Because I realize, you know, the bigger the circle, the more friends, the merrier, the more Mm -hmm. clicks, the more likes, the more shares. So, yeah. Circles are big.
2: They just smoke their (laughs) own supply.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I'm it, touching my it, shit, so perfect. And Rich was uh, down there with you at your alma mater. So, Rich, is that accurate, man? Brad would send out the caca and your head just pop up and you knew what it meant, bro.
2: You'd, you'd see about three or four of us all kind of like a little bit of eye contact to make sure that, like, the caca kind of made it through the room. And, like, <laughs> if you if you needed to and you, are like, had to, like, split the room up, and would be like, okay, yeah, they didn't catch it over there. You'd be like, hey, hey, caca. Cause you give them a little cacao. everybody know yeah. we'd all, meet we'd, me out we'd, back there was always four or five of us stoners in the room that were like knew what the fucking deal was and it was time yeah. to time to head out back and scurry out back you'd see us kind of like migrate through the party out the back and <laughs> there's the circle outside
1: you used to roll a blunt a lot of blunts back in the day Brad yeah I
0: would roll a blunt pretty much for everything yeah, he, he, he was the to roll too.
2: He, he used to be the blunt king. Now he's the dab king. He used to
0: be the blunt king.
1: I used to roll up mini blunts and make like little one hitters in my little joint roller.
0: Yeah, at one time it was I pretty was innovative
1: the at the time. <laughs> Brad, roll
0: some fatties.
2: Remember yeah, the, I uh, would the, like the, the hollow the joint. Holo one? Oh, hollow
0: joint. That was the joint though. Yeah. I created that, that I actually. Joint. Yeah, I had a a dream On how to roll this joint And then I woke up And it was funny, my my roommate Yeah, my roommate was like studying for some exam At his computer And he just sees me like, wake up, sit at my desk Start breaking up all this weed And like, start rolling something He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I had a dream, man And he's like, what the fuck? So he like, he thought I was crazy But what you do is you take a pencil Like a number two pencil, standard pencil And you roll the paper around nice and tight And then you take two papers and you attach them. You put a shit ton of ground up wheat in there. And you put the pencil in the weed and then you roll it up over it. So that way the pencil goes through the weed. And so then it's a little tricky because you got to seal off each end with like, you know, the envelope side of the paper. But then once you slide the, the number two pencil out, you can literally look through the whole joint. It's hollow. You go right through. So what you have to do is you have to bend that little tiny piece of paper you had around the number two. Bend it down so you can kind of close it off, and that way the smoke can come through and you can smoke it in. Put a little crutch in there, and you got yourself the hollow joint. It. Dude.
1: It was like a donut in a sense of...
0: couple added a benefits donut. that I did not anticipate when I dreamt this and created it. The one thing is, is it creates a larger surface area. So you when you take a hit, you get more airflow coming in. So you get huge rips. <laughs> And if you blow outwards, you, you blow perfect circles every time.
1: Let me ask you this. Did you ever forget to take the pencil out and actually light the eraser or something like that?
0: No, because you would I not mean, be able to it. Brad
1: Brad smoked a lot of lot of number two lead
2: in his days.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I got all mine from the water fountains in my elementary school, but oh, yeah, I guess Brad sports. smoked the lead.
0: He didn't have weed <laughs> That's
1: how it was in the 80s man They were like just drink this It tastes funny it's okay kids
0: You're Yeah fine. football <laughs> practice they used to like Just line up this metal little like Spigot that like spout water out Like every which way And he like walked up like tr- like horses Just drinking from a trough And then that was our water <laughs> you like did <"Dude>, that so would <laughs> not be cool right now
1: <laughs> Oh it's hilarious well, sweet man, uh, you guys puffing on anything today, man? What's what's the good word on the the uh, choice, Brad? What do you got over there? You're good oh, venom extracts.
0: Working on my uh, corporate sponsorship with Venom Extracts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> They've <have> yet to <laughs> I respond to any one of my eighty-two emails, mm. but I'm telling you, I think this next one—they're going to start they keep
2: plugging away, dude. I told them I'll
0: I'll smoke their weed. I'll smoke their wax. Whatever they give me, I'll smoke. Mm. So I don't know if I'm wearing it right or something, but I'm telling you. They're going to bite me. You know what? Uh,
1: I do know. Did you do the spell check, Brad? Because I think that's really key for you whenever you put words to screens. I
0: don't know what you're talking about. My grammar (laughs) is immaculate.
1: All right, man. Well, next time you're gonna send them an email, you know, forward it to me first. I'll do a little proofreading for you, and uh, you know, then we'll try to design a final product, bro.
0: I like send you just like <laughs> this picture, this like page of like picture <laughs> drawings, like Charlie Day from Sunny. He's I mean, like, is this what you've been them? Yeah.
1: See, balloon
0: closet, smoke <laughs> podcast, venom. It's like a big snake. <laughs> That's awesome. It makes total
1: sense. All right, guys. Well, we better wrap that little intermission up, and you know, it's nice to kick back and refresh everybody's memory on exactly where the cacao came from, because it's an integral part of the show, and I like that story as well. So, uh, yeah, man. And guys, we got to get into some one hitters here before we hit our Acapulco Golds, and you know, our burnouts, Rich. You might have some waivers or trade deadline, little tidbits before we get out of here. I'm not sure. But like we said, we are going to increase our load of one hitters. And we got five of them. So here's how we're going to play this, guys. I'm going to say the game. Okay. Okay. You pick one team. I'm not picking them for you. And say one line and pass it on to the next guy. Everybody understand the ground rules. Somewhat. Somewhat. (laughs) <laughs> right. I'll try. Let me, know, let me know if you have any questions. All right. I would appreciate it. I
0: understand. First
1: game up, Chargers at the Broncos. Somebody hit me with a one hitter.
0: Broncos play it tight, like Justin Herbert.
1: Uh, tough run game.
2: Maybe, maybe the first tough game for Justin Herbert actually.
1: Hmm. Nice. Colts at Lions uh maybe we'll have some defensive uh plays from this Colts defense uh, Detroit susceptible to that
0: expect big run plays from Jonathan Taylor and they control the clock to keep it out of Stafford's hands <laughs>
2: uh I think uh, I had Colt's defense uh, they need they need Darius Leonard if he's not out if he's not out there, they're they're screwed. They're screwed in this game.
1: And then this other one, we got the Raiders and the Browns. Uh man, OBJ went out. Are the Browns going to be a buyer at the receiver position? I think Richie, you might have had a little rumors uh coming around about that.
2: Uh, we heard we heard Thielen, but uh, it's been kind of like unsubstantiated. Mm. But uh I had down for this game still, even with the lack of receivers, what I wrote down was points, man, points, points, yeah. points. I don't think either defense is going to stop either side.
1: You know, it's like the Browns' defense has been letting points up, but Miles Garrett has been playing really well. I think he, he had six sacks, and the he got named defensive player of the month. Did you Did you pack a bowl? <laughs> Me? What?
2: I think Mark packed a bowl. Oh. Well, I packed a bowl. Act a big old bull, not a one-hitter.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I just keep rambling on here. All right, next one up. You love the Browns.
0: Here, first I off, do, I can't do my one-hitter. I didn't even get a hit of this bull. Oh. Uh, All right, get it. Did, Did you get it? it?
1: Yeah, pass that to Brown. Get it into the bull. Pass it around. Say something be about better. the Raiders.
0: You won't even let me talk. Browns <laughs> might be better without OJB. OBJ me OBJ.
2: Oh, I told you I like that Rashad Higgins, man. I think he's pretty good.
1: Oh man. Um, oh now we
2: look at that. Look at that huge bowl we just had. Yeah, dude. that
1: thing was big.
2: All right. who, who packed that bowl, man? Jeez. I think that Mark packed the bowl. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
2: It
1: was the dankage, too, actually. Dude, next time we get together, which would be the first time since we started doing this podcast due to, uh, (laughs) you know, COVID COVID and all the other bullshit, we will pack up some old school devices. That's all I'm going to say, man. Oh, yeah. We're going old school with this shit.
2: I think we should have some bong rips once once COVID's over.
1: Yeah, man. Well, get the dugouts back out, guys, because it's another one hitter coming at you. Damn Brad, it. Rams traveling to South Florida to play the Dolphins. One hitter.
0: Light the Rams. Watch out for Donald.
1: Two a time, baby.
0: Oh. It's a good
1: point. How is Tua going to look in this game? A tough matchup right out the gate. <laughs> uh, next one up, guys. And this is our last game for the week. The Titans are heading into Cincy. And I'm wondering, is Joe Burrow going to be able to. Keep up this uh, offensive fireworks on this team.
0: I think Derek Henry runs the ball. Joe Burrow plays well. Titans win handsomely.
2: This is another game I had points. I wrote down points. I think people. Mm-hmm. I think I think we see both these teams score. Titans defense is is not that great. I mean, they play in spurts and and yeah. and they're they're decent in spurts, but they're not a great defense. Uh, and I don't think the Bengals defense can stop anybody, especially titans point
1: pass, pass, pass. Brad if I could read your mind right now I think you might be foreseeing AJ Brown getting loose once again
0: yes you would read my mind
1: <laughs> I'm good at that
0: <laughs> he's a beast man All right, Guys, how, how do you stop no him, doubt. You know? I think uh, Derek Henry's gonna run wild too I think those are the two combinations where you can literally start them both every week and feel comfortable
1: all right, guys, time for some burnouts for this weekend, and I'm gonna, you know, at this time I did what I was supposed to do and actually put three for each column here. I kind of half-assed it the last couple of weeks. Not
2: afraid with that. I think Brad, Brad, did you only put one? Because I, I thought I heard you earlier go, "Oh, you put three? No, I have three. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, okay. I I didn't know how it went. It seemed like it might have been that way.
0: No, All I right, actually one. I have zero before I ever start the show. And then while we look at it and talk about the games, I pick my three. Or one. Whatever really? you decide. It's
2: good to have an informed opinion.
0: Yeah, man. Yes. Cracking hey, the, the books before
1: one. we get on the air.
0: I don't do too bad, That's true. so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my system.
1: <laughs> Alright, guys. The first guy I, I got for a burnout. Is Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. Uh, I don't know. He's coming off the injury, and I'm I'm foreseeing Green Bay getting out to a big lead, and that could kind of eliminate the run factor for the Vikings. They're going to have to pass to keep up in this game, I get the feeling.
2: I can see that. I like that play. You got your first one, Brad?
0: I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, actually.
2: Joe Burrow is a burn? As a burn. On the Titans?
0: On the Titans.
2: All right, you go for it.
0: I'm going
2: for it, man. Okay. Uh, my first burnout. Now, that one's an interesting – we'll put a little star on that one. Uh, I just went ahead and went with my own guy here, and and I've already mentioned it, but Cooper. Cooper going up against Slay. Dial back expectations. You know, I'd see – hopefully, you'd be hoping for five catches, 80 yards or so against Darius Slay. That'd be a, that'd be a good day, especially with the third-string quarterback.
1: Yeah, man, another guy I got for burnout, and this, uh, you know, it's Cam Newton, man, and I'm not foreseeing this game at Buffalo in some nasty weather is a get-right game for Cam. and Like you said, he got benched last week, so he needs to put on a strong performance, but I'm not thinking it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I can see the cards stacking against him a little bit in that thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Who else you got, Brad? Yeah, Mark Andrews.
2: Pittsburgh. Mm. He's okay. going to have some tough sledding, I think. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next guy is two guys, if I could do that. Yeah, double it up. Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. Okay, that you, makes sense. I'm going to give you both those okay. guys and tell you, I think. Oh. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Okay. I got you. <laughs> uh,
2: Denver D shutting them down, doing really nice against the, the run this year. So. Um, other than other than what we saw in the snowy game they've, they've been pretty good against the run pretty stout so i expect that to continue here and be able to shut down that a little bit uh, i did say i kind of expect this to be the first game that i think justin herbert comes back to earth a little bit um, this is what big fangio kind of is built for is is shutting down this type of game so um, a little hungry after their loss last week 43 to 16 was the final they got kind of stomped on a bit. So I think they come out with a little fuel in their fire and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, guys. uh I also got Lamar Jackson for a burnout this week, man. Uh, same game that you were uh picking there, Brad. The Pittsburgh defense just, you know, I, I think Lamar will keep him in the game, but I, I don't think he's going to be going off against this defense.
0: Yeah, it. they're just a top defense, man. I feel bad for anyone playing like Rich said, uh no one scored more than 18 points. Tannehill went out and scored like 17-6. So it's still true.
2: He was close. He was close. <laughs> he needed that. If he took away that big bomb to AJ Brown, though, he would have had a shitty day.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um my last guy is another one of my guys. I got Devontae Parker. Um, I, he's up against the Rams this week and my most likely to draw Jalen Ramsey most of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that guy's I'm been playing up. out. Of, he's playing out of his mind too. Like not only he's got the name, but like the tape shows that he's, yeah. he's really playing very well and, and aggressive. I would call him very aggressive out there. So, um, I'm going to steer clear of that matchup of course, and let, let the two a thing play out. Let's see what happens out there with Tua. Let's see him play a couple games. Like I, I'm still like nice and high on Devonte Parker. I like the guy. He's definitely a stout talent. You're nice uh, and high. I'm nice and high, and he's <laughs> nice and high. He jumps in the air, um, catches the ball. I like Devonte Parker, but yeah, let it let it, let's see how it gels with Tua. Give it two games, and I think you'll see. I mean. You know that that's that's what shines out a lot of the times though is is if you have a good enough receiver and then a good enough quarterback who can get the ball in his in his direction really and and like just a manageable catchable ball, it's usually enough with the talent there. But yeah, regardless, let's go on.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> guys, <laughs> that wraps up the burnout. So those are gonna be some players you might want to avoid this weekend. I mean. Just based on the matchups and what we're forecasting how these games are going to go. Here's some guys I did, you I want
0: to... right?
2: Did you need one more? I don't know. Yeah. I got, Well, it kind did of ties
0: into my Acapulco Golds. So, yeah, I got to put them in there. Well, not Acapulco Golds. Just the Buds, I should say.
2: Your Buds. Okay, so do your last guy and then lead us into the Buds.
0: Okay. So, my last guy who has been tearing it up lately is Ty Lockett. I feel like Ty Lockett is going to have a dud game. And one of our buds is going to be DK Metcalf. I feel like he's going to get about 120 yards and two touchdowns. So he's going to score about 25 points and have a monster. I mean, it's not going to be an aquapocal type game, but still a monster game for what he's been doing. So I do think Ty Lockett, they're going to kind of watch him really tight. And DK is so big that he's just going to get open.
2: I think that's a buds type game. When somebody comes yeah. out puts twenty
1: five up. That's that's a that's a buds game for sure. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right. All right. I got one of these guys for one of my kind buds, Carson Wentz on mm-hmm. Sunday Night Football. I have yeah. not had a whole lot of faith in Mister Wentz this whole season, last few years really. Ever since he had his great year and got hurt, he hasn't looked quite right to me. But uh, you know, up against Dallas, their defense is terrible and. I just I'm predicting Philly to have a pretty easy easy victory in this game.
2: Okay. I like that. That's that's one that's one you can pick on this year. We like picking on the Cowboys. Their defense sucks. Mm-hmm. They're giving they're getting rid of defensive players. Um I had Josh Allen. I mm-hmm. had that actually. I had that actually before you told me about the weather. Um you know, at first I was thinking Oh uh, he should be able to throw on this defense. Um, but then I just kind of thought, you know, Josh Allen has looked a little shaky lately and, and the lack of the I was already thinking that the lack of the run game is an issue because mm-hmm. to me, you know, you know me, I, I think that if you can't at least, you know, really threaten with it, then your your offense is limited at some points. Mm-hmm. Defense defenses will catch up to that to what that is. So I, I kind of predict it that way. So I got Josh Allen as as oh. Wait a second. That's, so, like, I'm a, I'm ass backwards now in my thoughts. Like, I, I kind of – I don't see him as a play now this week with that weather stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I do think you need to focus in on a run game. So, I, I got to scratch him off.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thinking about it, though, I mean, because Singletary and Moss aren't really getting the job done, if the weather's really bad and they're at the two-yard line, Allen could get a couple rushing touchdowns this weekend. pick, pick this up is true. Squad. This is
2: stick true. I mean, gun, that's
0: Rich. stick with your gun.
2: That's where it was. I mean, I don't that's know. That's what friends dude. are for, man. Know. Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep him on there. That's fine. He stays. <laughs> right.
0: Who else you got, Brad, on your buds? Man, I can't figure out who I want to go. So I'm going to go with this guy, Mark Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Against baby. The New York <laughs> Jets. Yes. Probably yes, thirty five to forty points he's gonna put up. He's gonna he's gonna be slaying man. Wow, I gotta baby. be
1: honest. I was pretty fortunate to get a win last week when Mahomes had twelve points. So he only he had his worst game of the year, and that was just kind of the game flow. Uh the defense was carrying the Chiefs in that game. So it'd be nice to have a little uh get right game for Mahomes.
2: Man, so you said thirty five to forty points though, and he's not your
1: apocalyptic gold. Oh boy. Wow. That's that's intriguing. That's we funny, some... Brad, that you picked that game, man, because uh my other guy on the buds was Travis Kelsey. None other than that uh clutch tight end in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. So I was predicting him to maybe find the end zone twice once again.
2: He's been clutch, man. I've I've seen it. They they have not dropped off the usage with him like whatsoever. Hmm. Um I I got a guy, um a quarterback Um, Derek Carr, I just I just see a lot of points going in this game, man. They can't. I mean, they they're getting thrown on. I I think if uh, Joe Burrow is out there picking them apart, um, I I think it's going to be the same thing when you when you look at what Derek Carr and those weapons can do against the secondary. I think he's going to have a field day. I think it's going to be a good one. Unfortunately, I got to go against him this week. So um, good pickup for syrup or It is uh, syrup. He's got Derek Carr. That was a good pickup. He's on my he's on my buds my buds list because I think he's gonna tear it up. I think he could score solid fucking thirty points this week, probably off the waiver wire. So that's nice.
1: Sweet man. Uh well, it's time for them Acapulco Golds, guys. So who is is it time? Do we both Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Uh, I I'm, I'm sorry. I had three. I didn't. I didn't realize. Uh, never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Who's, your right. Who's your gold? So here's our Acapulco goals, guys. This is going to be who we're predicting to end week eight with the top individual fantasy score of the weekend. And yeah, I got to be honest, Brad. I mean. We're showing each other we're giving each other some bro hugs tonight, man. You pick Mahomes, I gotta go with Russell Wilson,
0: buddy. Oh, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Acapulco gold right there. That's a
0: little you know, Mark, that is so funny because I have Aaron Rodgers as my Acapulco
1: Gold. <laughs> Dude, look at this hey! <laughs> against
0: Minnesota. I am also predicting <laughs> he scores forty three point five points or more.
1: Oh, okay. So we are talking and you about taking eclipsing.
0: home. Yeah, I am predicting that. I'm pointing for the fences, man. I'm swinging.
2: Yeah, he's calling his shot to the decimal point.
1: <laughs> so, Brad, what you're saying is you're predicting a new face on top of the Epic Performance leaderboard because Aaron Jones has been sitting up there for Geez, it seems like most of the season at this point. I think he put that up in week two with that 42.60. Brad's calling it, folks. Aaron Rodgers eclipses that this week. He's
0: coming for it.
2: I like the sound of this. Uh, Okay, well, I'm shell-shocked right now, but uh, (laughs) – My my guy was Joe Burrow. I I think Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going to come near, you know, the forty two number that we're looking at here. I think he will be the high scorer of the week, and Hmm. I think about that thirty five range, man. I am telling you that Tennessee defense is not very good. Joe Burrow is pretty impressive. I think he'll go carve it up this weekend. He likes to use his feet when he needs to, so I like Joe Burrow.
1: That's interesting, man. You and Brad are at opposite ends of the spectrum on that one. I mean.
2: That's the note. Remember I said note that one because yeah. Brad had Brad had him as a burnout. I have him as my Acapulco gold.
0: I think he scores less than 20.
2: I think he scores far more than 20.
0: Write it down. Well, put a number on it, Rich. Put a number
2: on you it. You said 32. Uh, I, I think he's in that 32 to
0: 35. I'll give you 28. How about
2: that? I'll give you 28. As a top score. Nope, I think he's a top scorer. He's going to score 32 to 35, somewhere in there, calling my shot.
0: I'm not not to the decimal
2: point like you. Okay, we shall see.
1: Sweet, man. Put it on the blunt.
2: Put it on the blunt. (laughs) I like it.
1: (laughs) Smoke it on the blunt. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, uh, Rich, you had Burrow 32 to 35, Brad under 20. I wrote that down. Oh.
2: Sounds like Mark's going to revisit this one.
1: We're going to check Rogers, in on that. Rogers forty three point five. I wonder. It might have happened before. Hmm. I think we, maybe once or twice before, where we one of us had somebody on a burnout and the other one had him as a bud. So, it'd be interesting to track that.
2: Yeah, definitely interesting. Brad also wants you to write down the the Aaron Rodgers call out that he said forty three point five. But Brad, yeah. quarterbacks are two decimals.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so you have a Don't five two. That. Yeah, two. Two, right okay. Write that one down. All right, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did. Sweet, <laughs> Rich, you got any waiver, maybe trade deadline stuff to look out for before we hit this week eight, man? The All NFL right, so- trade deadline and the league deadline are both next week, man.
2: Yeah, man. I think we kind of went through a lot of the lot of this uh, stuff. Uh, th- let's do last minute waivers real quick. Um, I did mention Scotty Miller, uh, Brad kind of put a, a, jinx out there on, uh, Nelson Aguilar this week, but let's see what happens there. He's got yeah. a good matchup. So, um, he's been catching touchdowns, but Brad kind of put the bad juju out there. So I don't know. Dude,
0: I put it, I saw it in his face, man. You look in people's eyes. So do I. And that man, okay. all is, all right. dude, he started thinking about that beat and you can't do it. Okay.
2: Okay, all right. I mean, so you know, production aside, Brad says he looked into his eyes and you know, don't don't trust the man is what he's saying. But he's a nice play with a nice matchup. Uh, quarterback, uh, Derek Carr is available in like a lot of leagues, so go get him if you can get him. Jared Goff's available; he's got a juicy matchup. Miami Dolphins really filtered down to letting you throw against them, so that's a really nice matchup. Uh, Hasty. Yeah. That's still a guy that, like, you know, if you need a spot start, you you do have a good chance of getting, you know, 10 carries out of a guy, and in that offense, that's pretty juicy.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and uh, one guy, you know, you won't be able to get him for week eight, but based on this performance on Thursday night, Curtis Samuel, if he's out there, that's oh, a guy yeah. to put on your radar – yeah, I was thinking about this, man, Rich, because ESPN has a guy like Cordero Patterson listed as a running back and a wide receiver. I'm just wondering yeah. what the criteria is for that and if Curtis Samuel would uh, ever get that tag.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder, how, wonder how many snaps you have to take as a running. It's probably got to be something like that, how many snaps you take as a running back, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, I mean, Curtis Samuel's got to be getting close to... On that brink, I would guess.
0: Well, there, yeah. there's a lineman that's listed as a running back, too. I can't remember who. Picard was. or whatever? Yeah.
2: Picard on, on Baltimore. Yeah. So maybe He's it's only if you
0: line up. As a running back, you're classified as one. Because if you do a sweep as a, a wide receiver, that's a run play, but it's not. You're not a running but, back.
1: But
2: but Samuel's been lining up as a running back, like mm-hmm. like about five about five times
0: a game. He's running. I think the He's ball. got
1: two rushing touchdowns the last two weeks. Is that right? I mean, he had Maybe it's just up to the teams
0: place. teams designation of what that player is. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. So many questions. Starting him.
2: So many questions, man. I don't know. Did I say Scotty Miller? Yeah, I said Scotty Miller. Uh, the tight end. Uh, if if Austin Hooper's still not going to be a go, that that tight end we talked about, Harrison Bryant, I think his name is. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a he's a good little plug in for that guy. Looked looked really nice last week. Yeah. David Joku's still maybe possibly on his way out of town. So we talked about a few of these trades that might go down. Zach Ertz, his name is out there. Yeah. Mari Cooper, Will Fuller, every Patriot. Uh, <laughs> uh, who else? We talked about the quarterback situations that could go down with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, there's still things that could go down, man. There's there's the Thielen talk. So all that stuff's up in the air. Uh, I do think it now. Now that I've redone my thinking, that we will go right up to the trade deadline, which is Tuesday. So at least we, uh, in our league, we're going to get that right before our trade deadline. So we'll at least know how the dust has settled. Mm-hmm. Before we before we get into our last bit of trading, because I think that's a a big variable for us as fantasy yeah. managers is like, well, what do I know? Like, I mean, like a guy like even like an Amari Cooper who I just picked mm-hmm. up, it's like, man, you don't know his prospects right now. They go from like, okay, just you know, steady guy. I'm I'm happy to have him, or you know, he like we were talking about if he ends up in Green Bay,
1: right. oh, man,
2: I, I, I'm I'm really loving that man. How because like. Pfft, I just picked up Aaron Rodgers. First of all, that'd be that'd be insanity for me. I'd be really happy, but um, or I could just try to go pick up Devontae Adams or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: even if there are yeah. deadline deals, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there's been some deadline deals that I've been excited about in the past, and then it hasn't really panned out. I remember when Jay Ajayi a few years back got moved uh, at the deadline to Philly. And nothing really materialized. And then last year, a guy like Muhammad Sanu went to the Patriots and didn't do a whole hell of a lot. So, you know, that's always an interesting Richardson.
0: thing, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I remember driving home pumping my fist. Like, fuck, yeah. yeah, Cleveland finally got out of there. Indy, what a big bag of cotton balls he was.
2: <laughs> big bag of cotton balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh You know which one actually came to my mind? Uh with these trade deadline type deals? Amari mm-hmm. Cooper.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: Amari when he Cooper. moved to Dallas. When he went to Dallas. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, like he went to Dallas and tore it
0: up right out the gate. Or Mac. Right out of Mac to or, Chicago. I think that was off season.
1: Yeah, that was right before the season started. They got that done.
0: Oh, I thought you picked it up right after week 1.
1: Yeah, but we were talking about trade deadline
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm stoned. What do you want from me?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. It was a trade, so that made enough Trades. sense to me. <laughs> we have enough We're in my mind. Trade talks. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking uh, talks. Yeah. Speaking of trade talks,
2: Mark, Mark, you, you, uh, you feel a trade? You're you ever want a ever trade are,
1: coming on? You
2: ever want to talk a trade? Have you ever been interested in talking a trade? Maybe I'm, we could do that. Maybe we could do that right now. I don't know if you're comfortable with something like that.
1: Uh, I'm always comfortable talking trade, man. Uh, I love listening thing to about It's so funny. My team is that I was looking at thinking about a lot of them this week, and I'm just like, man, I want to see how this week plays out still before I was really ready to make some decisions. So I got okay. some interesting situations here with Mike Davis. His, Pretty much going to fall off a cliff here shortly, right. and and I got Chase Edmonds on my bench. So, yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about it, Rich. What were you thinking about, man?
2: Well, um, let's let's lead let's lead it down and and start with where I thought about this situation. Uh, mm-hmm. We we have a player that I'm interested in and. His, his value is so tough to navigate. So I, I think it's interesting for us to at least discuss this and mm-hmm. something that the listeners can kind of navigate to and think about, like, so it's like, you have Chase Edmonds, man. Mm-hmm. So right now, like, I was talking about this with Brad. It's like, I, I have interest in Chase Edmonds. I'll put mm-hmm. it out there for you. Um, I'd really like to get him. I, I, I tapped out of, of having DeAndre Hopkins, but I'd like to get back into the mm-hmm. Cardinals offense if I could, yeah, like for yeah. the right situation. But so understanding that I would say he just has. So, what I told Brad is like, it's so tough to value how to trade for Chase Edmonds right. because, because of, I'm sure you know by rostering him, you know how like how difficult it is to evaluate it. Cause he could go, I told Brad, it's like, he could go like seven different directions with, yeah. with how it goes the rest of the, the rest of the season. Um, he could play yeah. two games and, yep. and be great. And then he could be great. And then it's like, we're not really interested in what Kenyon Drake does, which I don't think is like all that likely. I think mm-hmm. when Kenyon Drake comes back, we're talking like 50, 50.
1: Yeah. It's hard to say. And you know, my thought is that, with Edmonds last year, he got in to one game where he was the starter. Brad, I'm sure you remember this, and he put up three touchdowns against a bad Giants team. And Then he got hurt the next week, so yeah, that's true. another factor that makes him hard Absolutely. to evaluate because the, the uh, especially us yeah, as really Cardinals fans it, it, being here in the Valley, we see the talent in Chase Edmonds, man. So uh, it's it's yeah. hard to say what he's going to do. And then you think about what Kenyon Drake did when he came here in that trade deal last year, deadline deal when the Cardinals went and got Kenyon Drake, which was kind of an underrated move at the time and he had four or five really nice fantasy performances down the stretch there.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly right. So like that's what I've been saying is like he's such a hard player to evaluate. Like mm-hmm. exactly that. There's there's that thought process of too. Yes, he did get that job last year and he did have the game of Uber production. Super nice. It looked great in the offense. Yep. But he got the ball 25 times and then he was hurt, right? And
1: it was against the Giants.
2: And it was against the Giants, but I think we do all see that talent. I think you're right. I I want him for a reason too. Like I you're going to be the type of person who's like I'd want to see what what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: unfortunate thing is is that of course, the Cardinals are on their bye this week. Yeah, you know, right. so if we had a game to see on Sunday, it would make it a lot easier too to talk a deal on Sunday. Yeah. And then we'd be like, okay, well, we saw, we see what happens. But guess what? We are trade online. deadlines. Our trade deadlines before we get to see it in action. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's very rough. Um, yeah. So that's what but like because to me okay what's what's the what's the ceiling for a chase Edmonds? yeah if it it goes well
1: and right now in my roster construction of my situation it's in a sense it's working out perfect because like i said mike davis everybody knows he's about to fall off that cliff when mccaffrey comes back so i did not move him uh thus far you know i haven't traded him away just yet and Then it looks like next week, week nine, Chase Edmonds should be able to fill in as a starting running back for me. So, uh, you know, my thought is kind of let it all play out. But at the same time, if a deal came my way where I was like, okay, I got to pull the trigger, that could happen too.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, the deal was, is like, I I feel like there's certain ways that I could help your team. Mm. I feel like you could use some depth. Like that's what I've seen. Like um, Miko Hardman. What, what else is on <laughs> on the on the bottom of your roster? Oh,
1: I got an extra kicker right now. I got some other garbage. Uh.
2: So, pretty, I mean, just pretty much not anything back there. A little bit, a hmm. little bit more bare back there. Hmm. Um, so I mean, I had you know, I have some ways. I have some ways, some routes that I thought uh, might be applicable. I'm willing like to me I'm willing to pay like not at his ceiling which I think his ceiling is if Kenyon Drake is out for 4 weeks mm-hmm. more like 4 games let's put it that way um then his ceiling is like he's a top 12 running back yep. during those during those weeks during those weeks he's a top 12 running back so I'm willing to pay pretty much almost like he is Almost like he's he's there at that at that value. Mm. That's what that's what I would think one of these deals would be for you.
1: Uh, so, are you talking about the dash? Uh, I couldn't do the dash for you. What I would be doing is
2: building your depth. Either I could build your depth, or I do have another situation. So, I I, I mean. It's something it's something we would I what I would also say is once we're done with this mm-hmm. is don't actually don't actually take any deal here on the air, obviously. Let's let's talk it, <laughs> let's talk it further and fucking can... <laughs> No
1: man, we're taking it. We're getting it done. Signed, sealed, and delivered right now.
2: Well, okay, so to me, I would honestly do I would do most of my receivers straight up.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's not what I need, man. I need Ryan oh, backs. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like so back, uninterested in receivers because I expected. got Galladay and Evans, and I'm probably just going to ride with them, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's not going to be, be a standard production. but I would also be willing
2: to do a deal that's David Montgomery plus of a mm-hmm. skill.
1: So, uh, buddy, <laughs> let me stop you right there. Yeah. I I get it, but I just have a bad taste in my mouth. I got I had David Montgomery his rookie year, and uh, watching these Bears stresses me out so hard, dude. I, I'm glad I just have the defense this year. That's probably the only Bears that I want, man. And that hometown factor comes in for me, bro. Okay, I, I get it. Um, I get that. I mean, um... yeah, I got. I, I don't want Montgomery again, man. He was. Well, I traded him last year and then he started producing a little towards the end of the year. I think I let him it's go actually, around the deadline. I mean, that's honestly like I mean, I don't like to like, you know, I'm not going to push a deal on
2: you, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you why like I see my side of it mm-hmm. is like, dude, like so Montgomery is like almost assured volume. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like that's that's where like I think he like gradually over the course of the season Evens out even with what Chase Edmonds will provide. So, like what he what he brings, like what I, the reason I picked him up in the first place hmm. is that I feel like he gives me a floor. He gives me a floor of production because he's going to get the ball twenty times in a game.
1: Well, uh, that's the thing, though. Matt Nagy's pretty excited because they got Lamar Miller on the practice squad and they've been getting him ready for game shape from. What I'm hearing, they want to take a little bit of the load off Montgomery. Unfortunately, for you.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I also have something else to offer you, but um, you know, I I don't even know if I was willing to for sure go that way, but um, you know, I don't know what you think of my tight end.
1: Oh, Jonu, New, Jonu New Smith. Uh, I like him, man. Yeah. It's, my tight end situation is a little up in the air. Don't really feel like I have anybody I could count on. But for me, man, Edmonds, I'm I'm just excited about it. I've been wanting to get a Cardinal on my roster. And like you said, man, it'd be different if we had that game to watch this weekend and be like, okay, here's how Kingsbury's using him. And I have been reading some things, Rich. Kingsbury's pretty excited about Edmonds as a lead back, you know, he. He's kind of fired off about oh, no, the top. No. Mark,
2: yeah. that's what we were saying. I said he's a top 12 back. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, That's why, you know, I try to throw you the 18 back and, you know, a, a yep. nice receiver. I, I was talking, you know, pretty much any receiver behind McLaurin you could have had in that, in that deal. Mm. So those yeah, are juicy. It gives you depth, man. It gives you solid running back production. And then, I mean, but you know, that's 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 the whole thing is you know Montgomery's. Every team is going to have something like that. You, you talk to a different guy, he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm like a Vikings guy. Like, I don't know, like yeah, like you know, they all have they all have their own things on things, you know."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, David Montgomery, man, it's. Oh, I see the talent in the kid. I think just like you, Rich, but this Bears offense concerns me, and Matt Nagy's play calling is a great concern to me. One thing Everyone. I'll tell you to, one thing I will
2: tell you, like Mark, look at their look at their upcoming schedule though. Look yeah. at the schedule at the gets the schedule. a lot
1: nicer. I agree with that. It does. I'm
2: banking on that, dude. And yeah. the defense put will in these games that will come up, the defense will put them in great like field positions. That's I mean, there's a reason I picked up David Montgomery, to be honest with you. Like I, I look forward to like just having a guy with floor to upside hmm. in in the playoffs if, it, if I can just slot him in at my Flex two position I feel Really comfortable with that like that, that Feels nice to me like now I have a third Running back and that third running back Situation is all just Floor two ceiling
1: hmm. Brad What about this Edmonds for DK straight up Send it <laughs> I'd take that receiver Send uh, it Send it across so you, wouldn't do that? so you wouldn't do that for McLaurin, though? No, man. Not for Terry. Okay. Not in, Not on that team, I don't think. I like Seattle's offense just way better.
2: Man, now, now all this is on tape.
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: It's all recorded. It's all recorded. <laughs> it's all recorded.
1: Recorded. Record <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this fucker up. Listen. Well, it's uh, cool, man. All stuff to consider. I'll rattle that around in my dome here. And what do we got? Like five or uh, six days before our trade deadline. So that's Close. coming right up, man. Creeping up on yeah. it. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, that was a good episode. Good shit. And we hope everybody, you know, keeps tuning in and has a good week eight out there. We wish you all the best and the worst of luck, depending on uh, if we're going up against you in the league this week. So, yeah, man. we'll Shut it down right there. Catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Late.
0: Be safe and prosper.
1: Stay classy, Arizona.